started over. Oh. You can talk and you just cut it out. It's fine. All right, boys. Welcome to another episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys from the DC suburbs called Next on the biggest sports topics of the week. Got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Biggest thing is football. We got the end of football. We got awards coming up. Uh, it's been a great year, though. Great season. Yeah, this is the one season that I clearly don't know who should be the actual MVP. There's like a lot of actual clear options. Um, and that's not even like including guys that like, I, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to end up being like an MVP candidate because of the Colts falling off early. It also like, you know, Brady has a shot at it. You have Aaron Rodgers that has a shot at it. There's so many offensive players that had huge years. So many defensive players that had huge years. Like, I, I think this race is as close as they've ever been. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 crazy how all the all the stuff that we see in the media. Um, there's these two guys that are always at the top of this list. It's freaking Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Year after year, they're always there. Uh, I think I was mentioning this like last time where I still think, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we you always give him a knock for the playoffs postseason. But man, when it comes to the regular season, the dude is a killer. Yeah, but like at that same time, like look at these other like amazing seasons. Like, why can't Cooper Cup be that MVP candidate or, you know, Matthew Stafford, who both had amazing seasons? And also led their team successfully through the playoffs. I think Cooper Cup has maybe had one of the most consistent seasons from the beginning to the end of the year. Go, Gia, you're on mute. My bad. I'm on. Re- it's a regular season award, though. You can't take playoffs into it. They're not. They're not. They don't take playoffs into it. It's a regular season award. Okay, so, so one of the greatest seasons ever for a wide receiver. We can't take that into account for being the MVP. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Stafford run deeper runs in the playoffs don't matter or or Aaron Rodgers like failure to go further in the playoffs don't matter because it's a regular season award. Cooper Cup, I agree. If it wasn't a quarterback award, pretty much. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quarterback's award at this point. That's why they have. Yeah, go ahead. I hear you and I get what you're asking, but just because you said it doesn't mean it's ever changed. Right. Like it's it's always it's always biased. It's always going this way. and it's almost like uh, when we talk like prior, remember like Heisman's, right? Like Devontae Smith getting it. We're like, wow, receiver, like a receiver never gets it. Always ends up going to a quarterback. But he had a phenomenal year, similar here, but doesn't mean he's going to get it. So are you guys both set on Aaron Rodgers getting the MVP? Either going to be him or Tom Brady. But let me say this. I do think Cooper Cup, if I had a vote, I would vote for Cooper Cup. That would be my vote. But I don't – that would be my prediction. I, I think it's going to be either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. I feel like there might be some finessing of it being Tom Brady's last season. And then, you know, people get emotional with their vote and then vote for Tom Brady. But – I wouldn't even say that emotion – I mean, yeah, emotional. But, dude, all right. He put up some of the best stats of his entire career. 5,000 yards, over 40 touchdowns. And he's, done, he's doing this at 44. <laughs> like, I get the emotional piece of it, but, like, his regular season run was wild, like 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, what, 20, like, basically, yeah, he's, he's killing it. But you also, I think you also have to kind of take into the aspect of the team, right? Like, the amount of weapons that he had on that team is a lot more than what Aaron Rodgers had with the Green Bay Packers. Sure. But... I mean, if I'm solely looking at these stats, the stats are the stats. I mean, it's just wild. Over 5,000 freaking yards and 40 touchdowns. Like, but That's what I'm saying, right? Most valuable player is who's most valuable player for their team, whereas Tom Brady has all of these weapons. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't have two studs on his team where it's like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, but I'm just saying who's more valuable to their franchise, Tom Brady to the Bucks or – Aaron Rodgers to the Green Bay Packers. The Bucks sucked ass without Tom Brady for a very, very long time. And the moment he came in, he, he started killing it and he put him on the map again. I get what you're saying and I totally understand, but I think the Bucks need Tom Brady way more 
not way more, but I think they're gonna they're gonna suck with Tom Brady gone. Green Bay obviously needs Aaron Rodgers, but they may be able to fill the role. But I don't know. The Bucks have just for the longest time that whether that Jameis Winston or whatever the case may be, they just couldn't figure it out. They've been awful. I think that the big the di- big difference between the two is that I think all their numbers are somewhat the same. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers threw 37 touchdowns and only four picks. Four picks the entire year. That's that is that's crucial. I, I think that's the only like tiebreaker in my mind. But I mean, it's going to be one of the two. I, it's going to be one of the two. It should be Cooper Cup, but it should be one. Of the, it's going to be one of those two. Okay, so I think we're all kind of in agreement. It's going to be one of the two. I think I kind of agree with Pete where it's going to end up going to Tom Brady, mostly because of its his last season. Yeah, I definitely agree. It should be Cooper Cup, but it's going to end up being Tom Brady. Um, speaking of Cooper Cup. That must mean that he is inclined to get that offensive player of the year. But do you think it's, do you think Jonathan Taylor has a chance? He might get a vote. He might get a vote. Is it, it a clear it, cut Cooper Cup? I think so. I think it's going to be like a, it's going to be like 20 some votes versus like a single handed vote here and there. Like that's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be a bigger difference in my opinion. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I mean, dude, just a. A crazy season. He had almost 2,000 yards. He had 1950, 145 receptions. Um, and I guess what his is only what five fewer than what the record, I guess what the record is by Michael Thomas a couple years ago. So he did end 10, like you said. Like I don't even need to repeat anything. You've already said all the words here. So everything that we just stated five minutes ago, Cooper Cup is clearly offensive player of the year. Well, I mean, like, you also have Jonathan Taylor that, you know, like, he did run 1,800 yards, you know, and as great as a season that Cooper Cup has had, Jonathan Taylor, 1,800 yards, he had 18 touchdowns. And that doesn't include his offensive production on receiving, right? Like, he had 360 yards receiving, he had two touchdowns, 40 receptions, I believe. So it's like, dude, they were both juggernauts offensively. and you can easily say Jonathan Taylor was a 2000 yard from scrimmage player. And his team, you could also say was not as loaded as Cooper cups team was, you know, like they have a good line though. You can tell me what you tell me, but at the end of the day, we have seen running back come and go and be able to somewhat get to that mark of like Derrick Henry it's it's tough as a receiver to get those kinds of numbers. Like we've seen a, a handful, and they're both phenomenal. They're both phenomenal stat lines, but the other one just seems more appealing to me. So that's it. It's just that or the other one. It's the other one. Cooper Cup. What he's done is it just seems it's it's like a better record breaking uh, season for him. No knock to Jonathan Taylor. He gets you know a head nod, but I, it's going to Cooper Cup. Yeah, Good votes. I mean- He'll get votes. As much as I want to yeah, give it to Jonathan it's a majority Cooper Cup, like yeah. As yeah. much as I do want to kind of vote for Jonathan Taylor because you never see that at the running back position anymore. I I'm I'm with you guys. It's gonna end up being Cooper Cup by a landslide. You can't play your what my heart desires, what I would like, and then what actually happens. We're just saying who's gonna win it based off of the the standard award, right? Like what always goes down. Like, <laughs> sure, I'd love to see someone else win it or whatever, but it's gonna be this because that's what happens. Yep. Well, speaking of offensive, now let's go to the defensive players of the year. Who do you guys got? I mean, the TJ only Watt. two guys that like TJ coming Watt. To... TJ Watt, that's it. Yeah, broke Watt the sack record. He broke no, the sack you record. You got Aaron Donald, you also have Trayvon Diggs did a, had a great season as well. It's, so, it's, uh, but Trayvon Diggs' great season wasn't as great as, like, T.J. Watt. Just the, the presence and what he brought, like, it's it's the same as what we talked about before. He had a great season, but I don't think that I'm going to stack him against what T.J. Watt accomplished this season. Yeah, yeah and I'm, half, I'm with you. Half, you. I, I just throw out Trayvon Diggs because he had that interceptions. Um, but I'll like, bet you, what, I'll bet you he doesn't get any votes. You don't think he gets any votes at all? Nope. I think Micah Parsons gets votes. He doesn't. Yeah. 
I think Micah Parsons definitely gets might get a might get a vote, but I think it's going to be T.J. Watt and or Aaron Donald. But like, yeah, I don't know if you can go with Micah Parsons because you have another guy who's T.J. Watt playing basically the same position and doing it better. That's I mean, how I don't know no, no, how no. you can give Micah Parsons a vote. The thing about Trayvon Diggs is he's playing a different position. That's where I'm thinking he might get a vote. But then then you're saying that like Nick Bosa won't get a vote. I think he'll get a vote. Someone will say that he played better. You know, it, it, that's up to the voter. I'm telling you up to the voter. Someone's going to give. I bet you that I bet you that Nick Bosa gets a vote and Michael Parsons gets a vote. I think. And I bet Trayvon Diggs gets a vote. The only person taking a vote away from TJ Watt is Aaron Donald. He will also get votes. He will get votes more than one. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking he's the only one that gets a vote other than TJ Watt. Ooh, I I don't know about that. Maybe maybe one or two votes for Trayvon Diggs because the interceptions, he, but it's TJ Watt, uh, Aaron Donald, and then Trayvon Diggs. That's how it is. Uh, I'd be curious think, if Trayvon Diggs. I don't think he's gonna get any either. I, yeah, I, I, don't, get, I, I get what he had, but I I don't know. I just don't see them giving it to him. The only like, I, and I'm with Gogia in the sense that he gave up a lot of yards, but. People look at the turnovers and they're gonna say, "Hey, that's no nah, man. These aren't these aren't random people, but these are these are writers. These are journalists. So they they this is what they and and like, do. you think that these guys are are always making the absolute correct decisions? And that's why Micah mm-hmm. Parsons can get some votes. But it's been widely reported about the yards. That's been widely reported. They're the ones that are writing it. That's why I think it's not gonna happen. I'd be I would be shocked if he got. I will I will buy you a beer if he if he gets a vote. I'll buy you I'll, a beer. I'll accept that bet. <laughs> Huzzah. All right. It's safe to say that we we think TJ Watt is the one that's getting Yeah, this. that's that might that's won't be unanimous only because of Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald didn't play this season, it would be unanimous. Be Aaron Donald played well, but I think TJ Watt takes the yeah. award. Yep. Aaron Donald has enough of them at this point. All right, Jackie, where are we going? We're going to the offensive rookie of the year. Who who you guys got? Uh me personally, I I I'm going with Mac Jones. Because it's a quarterback. No, no. They weren't even that Mac good. Jones quarterback. Dude, they weren't even that good. I think Mac Jones started off the conversation and he played well in the first half of the year. But I think Jamar Chase, um, he, he killed it. So what ended up happening was he was pretty hot for the first maybe two-thirds of the season. He kind of cooled off a little bit in the middle. But then – in the last what two weeks he had freaking like 400 yards and like three touchdowns in like two weeks dude jamar chase like it's wild what the hell he's put up i will agree with you that jamar chase deserves it mac jones is gonna get it because he's a quarterback just like justin jefferson deserved it last year or however he just didn't get it because he wasn't a quarterback herbert won last year right yep and Herbert, but Herbert had an amazing season. Mac Jones didn't have an amazing season. Jamar Chase is going to take that. I, I, it's either Jamar I, Chase. I mean, 3,800 yards, eh. 22, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's not bad. It's not it's bad, not but bad it's not bad for a rookie quarterback. It's not bad, but I don't know if it also puts, I think Jamar Chase, because of that, could also steal the award from him. That's why I think Jamar Chase could take it because it's not bad, but it's not elite great. Here, let me give you Herbert's numbers from last year 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns. 10 picks. That's uh, a, that's a I, whole. I see what you're saying. What Jamar Chase saying. end the year on. I've only got a couple breakouts. What did he end the year on? What did I'll Jamar tell Chase? you. I'll tell you. Jamar Chase was a third, third receiver in fantasy points. That doesn't help you. Um, Jamar Chase was a fourth receiver in yards with 45, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns. Those are and, elite numbers. Yes. Those are elite in his class of, in his position overall in the whole NFL. Mac Jones is, wasn't a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. That's fine. Is that I will agree with you, but I'm also stating they favor quarterbacks. But I think, but, like I said, I think he started the buzz and he was doing well. He fell off a bit. And if he would have kept maybe another three weeks of elite, elite level and gotten that up to maybe 30 or whatever, maybe, I think Jamar Chase steals it here. Also, yep. I just want to point out the Justin Jefferson. He has dub- almost doubled the touchdowns that um, Justin Jefferson had last year, seven to thirteen. So like, it's just leaps and bounds better, like than any other rookie, just in a production standpoint, in my opinion. But we'll see. 
we'll see. see. This is all happening tomorrow, so we'll we'll see. All right, you guys want to do defensive rookie of the year? That's Michael Parsons. Yeah, that's that's I'm that's gonna that I don't think anyone else is getting a vote. Honestly, I don't think anyone Anonymous. else is getting a vote. Anonymous. Yeah, I think it's the easiest one of out of all these uh, awards yeah. that Michael Parsons just steals it. You have two Washington fans that just immediately said that, so <laughs> that that's how. Um, I was reading the article where they were saying runner-up, interestingly enough here, they wanted to have Patrick Sertain uh, as the rookie cornerback. I mean, he had a pretty good season, too. Like, I, I remember, like, watching him a couple times. Like, he was getting some picks. Like, I think there was, like, two games where he had, like, either a back-to-back pick or a back-to-almost-back-close pick. Yeah. Um. It's funny because if you guys remember, these are these these are some of the guys on some of the steals that we're talking about when the draft went down and uh, the draft grades and you know as as we're doing our mocks, we're saying Patrick Sertain and he they fucked it all up in the draft and then we got lucky with Trayvon Diggs and then Michael Parsons and it's interesting to see all these names come up again that not not many of these guys made a mistake in taking any of these three or four guys. Yeah, I mean defensively, it's hard to tell as a cornerback. You're not always popping off your first year and your schedule matters a lot who you're playing it's not but there was i mean this there was a lot of hype about him coming in right yeah that's fair that is fair all right let's do the next one's comeback player of the year i mean it's joe burrow right like has to be it has to be like it was it was supposed to be dak right it was supposed to be but i mean at the end i mean joe burrow as a second year quarterback torn acl comes back fucking balling i mean Dak is going to get votes. Dak's absolutely going to get votes. But like, it's either one of them two. That's what it is. There's we nobody also, else that came back. We also yeah. have Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa came back. Um, he racked up 15 and a half sacks. Yeah, but I think because the other two options are quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what. I'm, and Joe, and it. I and agree. Then, I'm yeah. only saying because as being a Dak fan, like he did well, but he also sucked ass in certain situations so bad yeah. too. Like. I'm just saying there may be a couple of votes out there for Nick Bosa. I yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, I can see so, that. It's clear-cut Joe Burrow, but I think there might be some vo- votes for Nick Bosa. Yeah. And then the last category we got is Coach of the Year. Can I interest you in Zach Taylor? My, my answer is Zach Taylor because, one, what he did with them. Them coming in had the same odds to get to the Super Bowl as with the Jaguars, like plus 10,000 or something. <laughs> and he was on the hot seat, right? Because what, uh, what, last year, 2020, 2021, they went, what, 4-11, 6-25. Like, he was on the hot seat for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that um, Vrabel is also on this list. and. Like I'm looking on, I'm looking on NFL.com and they're, they're predicting it's going to be him, but like it's 14 votes to 13 votes. So it's going to be close. I guess I don't, I I think Zach Taylor did a lot with a little in comparison. Mike Rabel, your team was there last year. And then you, I mean, you disappointed that in the playoffs, but still, I mean, I think they snuck their way into the first number one seed, you know, again, like you said, regular season awards, you got Matt LaFleur there, right? Like given everything that, Green Bay was coming off the prior year, all the shit that was going down. They still had a phenomenal season in the regular yeah. season. Yeah. I know they guy they should do coaches that the not coach of the year awards. Because the Colts coach should be that guy, the Chargers coach. Both of those guys are not coaches of the year. You're in the playoffs. Oh, you just found a way to get kicked out of them. Coach, coach of the year, different sport, but coach of the year award went out of my book when was it Dwayne Casey won coach of the year and then got fired. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was like, fuck these awards. <laughs> means nothing. I mean, hey, they did go on to the year and then they're like, by the way, we have to fire you because you're a coach of the year. And then but then Nick Nurse took them to the, I mean Kawhi, but Nick I mean, Nurse I took get them it. To the, like yeah. that's just it's just like that's just absurd. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys want to go into the Super Bowl, the bit, the main event, the main event. Let's do it. All right, I didn't put a lot of notes in here because I didn't really. I mean, we, I feel like everyone knows everything we need to know about these two teams at this point. We've watched them get to this point, at least in the playoffs, at the very least. Um, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Rams. The Rams are at home, which is um, unfortunate for the Bengals at this point. Average ticket price is going for nine thousand dollars on StubHub. Random fact. So. Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey is like a big matchup. I think we're going to watch. And then 
Uh, Zach Taylor is Sean McVay's old wide receiver coach. I didn't realize that. Um, I knew they had some connection, but I forgot that he was his wide receiver coach. So another little interesting tidbit there. But what do y'all think is going to happen in this in this um, Super Bowl? And I, before you say anything, I will say that Arash said that he thinks the Rams are going to blow out Cincy 49 to 21. So it's going to be a game that we're not watching in the fourth quarter is what that sounded like. So what do y'all's takes? Who wants to go first? Pete, do you want to go or should I go? I'll go. That's fine. Um, I see maybe one of two ways, but the ending still ends up in the same way in my book. One, they go back and forth, and it still stays a close game. Um, comes out of maybe one of those last possessions or drives. Bengals win it. Two, Rams go up early, and then Bengals fight back like they always do, and then they still win it. So in my book, I think it's still going to be a close close game, but I keep keep slipping on Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and everything just, man, it just seems like it's set up and it's supposed to happen. It's like that storybook. Like he's came back, went from LSU, uh, won there, came into the league, second year, uh, first pick. He's like it's, it's set up for him to win. Not – not on paper, but the story seems great. I'm go. I'm rolling with uh, Cincinnati winning it. Close game, one within a possession though. JK, I really, really, I bet heavy on Cincinnati, just balling the f out. But my gut tells me it's going to be the Rams, and I think personally, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. And the Rams are just kind of like how when the Rams were in the Super Bowl with the the Patriots and it was just like a very defensive laden slow scoring someone's going to win at the end and I think this round it's going to be the Rams oh I'm going to do one of these JK things where I'm going to talk about my heart and my head <laughs> but instead of my heart or instead of my head I'm talking about a bet I placed at the beginning of the year where I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl so I, I, I need the Rams to win but I want the Bengals to win I mean I'm going to pick the Bengals too. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to pick the Bengals. Fuck my bet. I'm going to pick the Bengals. I think they, they squeeze one out at the end. That sounds dirty, but you know, you know what I mean? They're going to squeeze one out at the end. And, and yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. One possession, like, like, like Pete said at this point, because I mean, I wouldn't have said it unless they went through the chiefs and they beat the chiefs and they beat the chiefs twice this year. So he's, he's two and zero against, um, what we think is like one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Patrick Mahomes. And that's my logic. I don't care what your argument is against it. It's flawed, sure, but that's what I think is going to end up happening. I think the biggest thing is just I've seen them not do anything for the first half and then come out and just do, you know, just balls to the wall and come back and be able to kill it. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll be that. I think either they go up and Rams kind of come back or it's that defensive game. Uh, it's just, it's going to be a close game. I don't, uh, there's no way I see it being a blowout. Like what Arash said, unless Arash knows something I don't know. Yeah. He, he might dude. He might. Dude. I am really hoping it's an offensive juggernaut. Like I hope this is one of the greatest Super Bowls we ever, like it's set up for it. Like it, like you guys said, it's picture perfect. I want Joe Burrow to have his LSU championship Alabama game, you know, like, or a Clemson game, whatever that was, you know, like the greatest game because we already saw it. Josh Allen. (laughs) We already saw it happen. I just, I'm a game you won. And that's the type of game. I don't think we're going to get though. It's I I, want to see that offensive juggernaut game. And like, you're right. It's going to be a defensive, defensive battle. I think it's literally going to be Patriots Rams part two but with Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to go back and look at um, games where Jamar Chase had to go up against like a, a I mean, I, we, we all think Jalen Ramsey is probably like top three corner right now, right? If not one, right? Yep. I'm yep. just trying to see him going through like a really good corner. I mean, he fell off in weeks eight through 15. So if there's any in there, that's where he did. He did fall off, but I don't, I don't know. In the first eight weeks, he balled out. So yeah, and like I'm like balled the hell out. Yeah, I mean the only like I'm looking. Yeah, I mean I mean, dude, we Marlon don't Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, Ravens. He had 201 yards, one touchdown. Right. Like, yeah. 
that's going in against the elite corners against the Ravens. The other, thing, the other game against the Ravens, 125 yards. Yeah. Well, but the other thing like, to say is they've got great rapport, right? They've been he's been throwing him, throwing to him since college, and that that holds a lot of weight. He knows the timing of the routes, where he runs, how he does it. Even though you're playing elite receivers, you still know that's that's your guy and you know where to put the ball to make it successful, right? It's not like they just started doing this shit now. They've been doing this since college. Obviously playing better defenders, but having the timing down on routes, it's not like they need to go a couple of years to get it down. And Pat, they've been doing that already. The funny thing is when they lost... If you remember in the last couple of games... He hit Jamar Chase on the right side of the sideline three times in a row, and they knew where he was going, and they still couldn't stop him three times in a row with the game on the line. Yeah. I'm just looking back on week seven or week nine, sorry. Um, yeah, I think it's week nine. It's a, it's a Halloween game, and they lost to the Jets, right? And he was held to three for 32 and a touchdown. So, I don't know. So, my my my. my 30, you know, three receptions, 32 yards on a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to, I hope it's an interesting game. I hope it's not a blowout like Rosh said. So, I mean, I want, I, we were supposed to get Burrow I, I jerseys. Wanted, I want it to be an offensive juggernaut game. That's all I yeah. want. But I mean, look, think about this. Like, and I know, I know well, we don't want to ramble. This part two. Yeah. I know we don't want to dwell on this for so long, but like, we don't, we're not even talking about the Rams and the Rams spent so much on this team. Like, like, look at this team. This is a Madden team that would be, killing everybody you know why right it's the team you built versus the team that bought it that's all it is sure cincinnati Bengals are purely built they drafted joe burrow they drafted t higgins they drafted joe mixon they drafted jamar chase but that doesn't mean you're gonna win just because you you didn't buy doesn't it doesn't yeah i agree with you it doesn't mean it but look at the rams that's why everyone wants to go with the cinderella because the cinderella got there on their own the rams bought their pieces so that makes sense. And I get what you're saying. That also sounds absolutely just crazy to me because I don't think it matters whether you buy the team or not. Whatever the team is, the team is. I get what you're saying. And everyone's going for Cincinnati. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's because everyone's going from the Cinderella. It's just I've seen them down the stretch come back and win in a close game. So it could be a toss up. But I'm just thinking that that last possession they get and they take it. But the Rams are by far set up in the exact same scenario where it, if I'm saying it's within one possession, it could, you know, anything crazy could happen. Yep. And I, and I would also argue their two best pieces, their two most elite pieces, they, they found them. They built those in Aaron Donald and um, Cooper Cup. So there's they something to say. They also resurrected OBJ. <laughs> yeah. OBJ had been falling off for a long time. They resurrected him. Yeah, man. He's I'm been a big piece in the he's been a big piece down the stretch to get him here too. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed that he's in a Super Bowl, to be very honest with you. I don't love him. Why? I don't like OBJ. Just talks too much, not do a lot. Diva wide receivers, man. I mean, so Diva, he's living he's been living up up until this year living off a catch. Like he had one good catch and then never did anything again. So it's <laughs> a catch. I heard uh, I thought he was saying a couch. I was like, whose couch was he on? <laughs> oh, and he's outside. I'm, he he doesn't pay for rent here, and I fucking hate that guy. Just kidding. Um, all right. What's is there anything else left for NFL? Do we want to go through? How you guys feel? No. Did you want to do a score prediction? Ooh, I can do. All right, that's good. Yeah, I'll do 28-24 Bengals. A good number since you took something i was thinking i'll go 30 26 Bengals. 17 26 17 26? 14 rams 26 uh it seems random i feel like it should be 27 could be but Man, you can't have 26 anyway, a lot so of field goals there's a lot of field goals yeah <laughs> defensive game you need a lot of field goals yeah fair enough um rosh still said what do you say 49 49 to 21 Rams. So that, that's wild to me. Um, all right. Let, there's just some quick news, NFL news. We'll just, if you guys want to say anything about it, we can say it. If not, it'll just be an update real quick. Alvin Kamara was arrested in Vegas. They need to stop doing things in Vegas. I think that's probably just the problem. Um, Byron Allen, TV mogul, is interested in buying the Broncos and is going to make an offer. Um, then nobody watched the Pro Bowl. Absolutely nobody. So, they should do something about that. And then the last thing was 
the only interesting one in my opinion is um Kyler Murray deletes everything all the cardinal stuff off his Instagram but he also deleted everything else so probably nothing in my opinion I agree yeah I don't think anything's gonna come of it nothing's gonna happen cool any anything to add Pete to that no just the media plane plain shit up that's it I think it's Kyler just deleting everything. That's, he just deleted everything. It's just him in Oklahoma, or he went to Oklahoma, right? And then him with Mike Evans, which was interesting. Um, all right, let's go into some NBA, and then we can wrap it up. So has any trades happened today that you guys had noticed that I didn't put in there? But um, I will say the CJ McCullough got traded to the Pelicans. That was, um, I think, I don't know. I think they got a first-round pick for that. And Sabonis from the Pacers got traded to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald, which was more surprising to me. And then Karis LeVert went to the Cavs. Um, kind of small one. Um, any, what do y'all think about that? The, the first, I'll start with, and another side note, after the CJ McCullough trade, Damian Lillard said that his heart is with the Blazers, even after that. Um, what do y'all think about that? That he doesn't plan on going anywhere. Let's start there, I guess. I guess he just doesn't want to win. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I don't know, man. They've they've really screwed him over. Um, they had some pieces. CJ McCollum. I don't know if you guys know this. You know that CJ McCollum has made the most field goals over the last five years, right? Since 2016 now in the entire NBA. He's made the most field goals. Oh, wow. I did not know that. So he's made the most field goals in that time and not at a shitty rate either. Like he's been highly efficient, like whatever, 48, 50, whatever the hell percent is. He's ahead of Steph Curry. He's ahead of a lot of guys. Um, so when I saw that stat itself, I'm like, wow, um, you traded him away. So obviously he's the top. Who are you getting back in return? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're blowing it up because they know that um Damian Lillard's not really going to come back this season they don't have a shot this season because he's hurt even if he does it's not they're not going to make a run I mean they got what I'm looking here they got a first round pick two second round picks they got Josh Hart um so they got yeah. okay they got Josh Hart they got Nikhil Alexander Walker well, he, which I believe was traded again right yes uh, he was traded again they got Sadoransky which I don't whatever we've seen him and we saw him here in the Wizards and whatever yeah. And then uh, just they also got Joe Ingles just now, and uh, um, yeah, Joe Ingles well, last week, whatever we just figured out he was hurt, right? Yep. Yeah, so that you're you just traded an injured player as well. Um, what was it MCL, ACL, something? Yes, he's out for season. He is out for season. So, so you're giving him, which sure he might come back, but like we know that guys don't come back the same sometimes after ACLs. Um, he's so just a shooter. He'll be fine. 2022 protected pick. Like you said, 2026 and 2027 second round picks. They, but no, that, that move was made for so now they have 64 million in cap space going into yeah. this offseason. So that's what I mean. There's, I th- I'm pretty sure there's a few stars coming out this that could be coming out this offseason. So that's what they're doing. That's what they're trying to do. Say, hey, we have Dame. He's one of the top point guards in the league. Where you put him on your top list is up to you, but let's. We can give you talent. We're going to go all in with this because they still have Nurkic or whatever, right? So you have him. I mean, none of the other pieces matter at this point. What this trade did was it set the Pelicans up for a short run uh, with the pieces that they got if um, Zion Wilson can come back and play well. All right, so you've got him. you got B.I. there. you got C.J. McCollum. They're also getting Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell, like – they could have a nice little, nice little team that could run for a year or two. Like they might be able to do a push if all the pieces stay healthy and Zion Williamson comes back like he's supposed to. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what this trade does. The Blazers are basically all right. Let's turn the page and try again, try some different shit. But I think if anything, the Pelicans got pretty damn strong off of it. Yeah, I mean, without, I mean, if Zion ever comes back, that'll be a, that'll be a. Yeah, I'm saying uh, yeah. if Zion comes back with the pieces that they got, like, yo, that's that's a pretty solid team, man. Like, I'll say this: the Blazers have this. This is what they're probably looking at. James Harden's a free agent. Russell Westbrook, eh, Russell Westbrook's a free agent. Mm, please don't do that. Um, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Zach Levine, um, Gordon Dragic, 
Uh, I saw another big name here. Um, oh, DeAndre Ayton, but he'll have he'll be he'll be a restricted free agent. So there there are some stars that hey, if you don't think CJ McCall can do it, I mean Bradley Beal. Well, we can talk about this right now. Bradley Beal got hurt, so he can't be traded anymore. He's not going to get traded, and he has a player option. Um, so I think that the Wizards are fucked at that point. So that's maybe a target that you're going to do a sign and trade with 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 Washington to get get his rights at this point. That's probably what's going to happen. And I don't know. All I, all I know is, sure, they're trying to maybe change things up, whatever. So they're going on a limb, see if they can do something. All I know is Pelicans got, I think I like what the Pelicans got out of the deal more than yeah. what the Blazers got. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they can, if they are getting a top pick and they can get, like, let's say a Zach Levine, I mean, that team might be a little bit better than it's been that we've seen at this point or Bradley Beal or something. I mean, sad for Brett. I'm sad for Dame at this point. I'm just sad for him at this point. Um, JK, any thoughts? You've been quiet. Um, I'm kind of with Pete. Like, I think the trade works out better for the Pelicans than it does for, but I also see what they're doing. It's just, it, it's not helpful to them, right? They're trying to create space for players, but realistically the only player that they're going to be able to get is Russ. Right, because Russ won't have an option. Russ Any is not coming. The Russell point guard does not want to go. Russ no high-profile player wants to go to Portland. I mean, you get to play with Dame, though. You get to play with Dame. What does it matter in this day and age? Well, Dame needs to pick it up a little bit because he has been sucking ass. Yeah, so he's been out. He's been hurt well, right well, now. What, all right, no, what does that mean to, to play hurt. with Dame? How many championships? Prior to being Dame hurt. Had? Okay, first of all, prior to being hurt, he, he was on the downfall. His percentage was falling and it's been bad but even prior to that cj like what i just told you cj mccullum has been making the most buckets and i think cj mccullum has been averaging 22 somewhere between 22 and 25 points per game you stack that against damian lillard who else is coming there that's not going to be just as efficient of what those both have accomplished because i've always harped on cj mccullum being a great number two to damian lillard so this is why I say the Bradley Beal thing, right? You can I'll give you the Bradley Beal thing, but you also we also got a factor. He's coming off a freaking injury too now. It's a wrist injury that like he's just. Yeah. This is the thing where I'm pretty sure he could have came back, but this is just to end a season to not play anymore to focus on next season. That's what it is to I, not be here. Listen, I think we're all saying the same thing in different capacities. If they needed to shake things up, this is only thing they could have done, and now yeah. they've got to go acquire the pieces to do that. If they do that, great. But they're not set in stone that they are going to do it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it helps to have two first. If they're going to do it, this is the only way they could do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, The next one that we had was Sabanis to the Kings. Um, If they could have, the Kings could have kept either Halliburton or Heald. Man, that team, that would actually be like on paper, a very offensively high-powered team at that point but i mean obviously you couldn't keep you couldn't keep both for sabonis who's a perennial all-star at this point so i think yeah, the pacers kind of came out kind of nice yeah because the, the pacers got uh halliburton buddy healed and tristan thompson and the kings got sabonis justin holiday jeremy lamb in a 2023 2023 second round pick um yeah. i agree i think pacers look good i dude I'll just say it right here. Lakers already fucked up. Buddy Hield was a player that they were targeting. They didn't get Buddy Hield's been having a great season. Yep. He's, he's the one thing that they needed. And they I, it just blows my mind. They needed a guy that could be a knockdown three point shooter at any given point, any given time. And he's yep. that guy and they didn't go after him. Yep. So I think Pacers, Pacers look good here with, with the, with what they got, but I wouldn't say it's bad on either way. Yeah. I don't think they would have been able to keep the other guy because they wouldn't have made the trade then. Yeah, no, I agree. I this is, I think this is like one of those trades where you're like, it works out. They're they're playing a pickup game. They're like, yo, let's switch up teams. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, neither team is going to make a run at this point, right? So you're just trying to get a little bit better. I think I I I understand what I don't understand what the Kings were doing here because this doesn't put you over into the playoffs. But yeah. if you're the Pacers, you get Tyrese Halliburton, who's only 21, and mm-hmm. maybe you got a star in the next couple of years. Maybe you got like a yeah. an all star, like you know? That, and I think. On top of that, Buddy Hield is already becoming that star, and he's not that much older. I like. He's twenty nine, actually. Wait, is he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's a. 
Yeah, he's been out for a little bit, but like we've just been waiting for Buddy Heal to become something, and it's just it keeps happening at this that nothing keeps happening. I did not think he was 29, but all right. Yeah. But he's killing it. Like he's having a phenomenal season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also looking. They kept Miles Turner. I mean, there's still like another two days left, but I mean, this opens up Miles Turner to actually like become what he should be at this point, which is a knockdown three point shooting like big man. So we'll see. We will see. Um, and then Karis Levert to the Cavs. I just think it's a good pickup overall. This adds depth to your team more scoring ability for a team that's surprisingly like good. The Cavs are way better than we thought they were going to be. They're supposed to be the worst team in the league. They're fighting for, I think the six seed or something like that. So good for them. Um, And then anything you guys want to talk about that for, before we just go to the last little bit of who we think. So the Cavs got him and then what the Pacers got Ricky Rubio and then they traded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Um, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's round this out with. We talked about Bradley Beal already. I mean, that just sucks. I think he's just going to sign and trade so he can make thirty-six more million dollars at this point. That's the only reason he would do a sign and trade. Yeah. Okay. Let's do trade predictions. There's huh? still one more trade. Uh, what was that? It was earlier in the week. So the Clippers and Blazers. Prior to that, it was like the Norman Powell, Robert Covington. Oh yeah. For the Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson, and another pick. So. I think they're just switching players around as well there. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw that pick. I was like, no big names. Don't really care. Eric Bledsoe used to be a big name, but he's no longer. I feel like Powell has his runs, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Robert Covington does help the Clippers. He's a decent defender, can hit a three. Yeah. Like, he's a great depth guy, in my opinion. So that for a team that wants to make some sort of run in the playoffs, it's, good. it's a good piece to add. Yeah. All right, let's do let's play a real quick game of do they stay or do they go? I hate your games because we all sound dumb. We're like, what? <laughs> okay. It's just do you think they stay or do they go? It's a very easy game. The, and these are all big names that have been reported on the block. So Ben Simmons. He moves. Mm, he goes nowhere because they can't figure out that nobody wants him for what they're trying to ask for. And they've gone years and no one wants to pay for that shit either. So yeah. they're going to screw themselves in the foot and Ben Simmons is going to go broke because he keeps sitting out on money. He's already lost, what, $19 million? Yeah. And yeah, they, they've shopped around and they figured out that nobody wants him for what they're trying to ask him for. And yeah. he's just, he's just, he's going to screw them as he yeah. screws himself over there. It's surprising that the Sixers have won so many games. With Justin Bede, pretty much at this point, Embiid and Seth Curry at this point, you know, Maxie's been playing well in two, but just without Ben Simmons at all, like Ben Simmons is still a good ball distributor and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, definitely, um, they just kept. He's definitely made a niche of where he can play and be helpful, but he's also ended up in that situation of what which one of the players you probably bring up is Westbrook, where now they're benching him in the fourth quarter because like you have nothing to contribute. Yeah. which is what at the end of the games they're like you have nothing to contribute if anything you'll just hinder the team and that's the issue at hand well at least ben simmons has that he's young and this is his first stint at any team there's some upside russell westbrook we have seen but let's talk about russell westbrook do you think they make the john wall trade happen i'll start with the resident laker fan it's not that crazy of a trade of what they're asking for they just wanted them to throw in another pick or something right like like they're like straight up swap the two and throw in a pick um at this point you know what fuck it yes i would take john wall like i mean there's it's a one in one out right like we did this before right we said john wall for westbrook and earlier we discussed with uh what happened with the wizards and then he came to us I'll, i'll take john wall right now john wall is healthy john wall's been sitting john wall wants to play yeah John Wall, I think, effective percentage-wise, might be better than. He doesn't take dumb shots. Yeah. He knows that he can't shoot. He doesn't take a lot of dumb shots. And he will actually play the traditional point guard role of yes. setting up uh, LeBron, AD. We've yes. got Malik Monk. We've got we've got plenty of guys that just needs a good facilitator, and he can go and get his like what what I love about him is. He'll push the pace, but he could also pull it out, right? Yep. Westbrook pushes the pace, and he's going to fucking shoot or just go completely to the hole. How many times have you seen him personally go to that little corner and 
Bricka, Bricka, like a mid-range corner. How many times I can tell you every time I watch a freaking Lakers game. Yep, uh, at least twice. The other day, the, the crowd was booing at him when he went yeah. to go shoot, so he would not shoot, and he still shot the damn ball. He doesn't care what the crowd does. Come on, he's Russell Westbrook. Um, JK, what do you think? Do you think Westbrook gets moved for John Wall? That's like the only thing on the table at this point. Um, I think they somehow move him. I just don't know if it is going to be only for John Wall. I think they find a partner. They give up additional pieces just to get rid of him. Yeah. They will. The only way, if the only straight up trade they can do, I think is for John Wall. Otherwise, they're going to do some kind of blockbuster three, three team trade because yeah. the Lakers don't have enough to offer. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to like involve a third team, involve some random bullshit from somewhere. Well, the problem that happened was everyone knows that they want Westbrook out, right? Like, this started with when he's getting benched, whatever. They realized no one came knocking. No one really gives a fuck about Westbrook right now. So now they're screwed. They're like, we only have Westbrook to offer. We have maybe THT, and we have a 2027 first-round pick, unless if we do some kind of crazy trade for AD, which – I don't see them doing because they gave up so much for AD that they would need to get something back in return or they just screwed half the next three, four years, pretty much. Yep. Um, all right. We got, so this is an actual one, James Harden. Apparently the reports are that he's been, he's unhappy, very unhappy and wants out. And he's been pretty much threatening it at this point. Um, the Ben Simmons for um, James Harden trade has been rumored. Um, and then the Philly would listen to that trade and I don't know if the Nets would, but, um, it was, that's one that's been rumored. So what do y'all think? James Harden, like, this is a report as of today that he has threatened the Nets that he wants to leave. So if I see, okay, I think he may get moved somewhere. If, if if Philly gets that offer, (laughs) they should easily take that. Like, why would you not? Do you take that the minute they call? The call would be like, yes, take take that trade immediately because one, you've got a guy sitting there not doing shit, and James Harden can go and do what he needs for you. But whoever gets him is going to have to figure out that this is not just a one time thing. He's done this many times. He can't basically play alongside these guys, or they end up having issues. Right? He had it with CP3, he's had it now, Durant, him. Kyrie, whatever, and sometimes we're like, oh, it's Kyrie, oh, it's CP3. No, the same common denominator is James Harden. He had it with Westbrook. Like he he's gotten some guys that are fucking, you know, amazing former MVPs that he's playing with, and he can't figure it out or get it done. So yep. he one is a great player. Two, he's not gonna be able to take you to the ship because he that's what he's his knock is always. But if you need a guy to pick up your team and maybe get something moving, pick him up. No, I agree. I mean, I Chip, don't get him because he's not going to get you a shit. Yeah, he I like the Embiid Harden combo. I do kind of like that combo. I think it that's like something that he hasn't had where he's had like, I mean, he had Dwight Howard at like the end of his career, right? Like that doesn't count. It was it Dwight Howard or no, it's Clint Capella. They, they complement each other in uh, spacing the court out, right? Yeah, like exactly. Ben Simmons can't shoot, so they're just going to sit on Embiid. But with James Harden, you need to step out and yeah. Embiid can shoot too. Uh, if Embiid's yep. in the post and kick it back out, like the, the game should complement each other. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just don't see how Ben Simmons fits on the Nets. I mean, maybe this is actually it might be perfect that he doesn't play point guard anymore and he plays power forward. And okay. you know what? They don't need to shoot. You don't need to be a stretch for Kyrie. Let Kyrie run the point. Let yep. KD just do what KD does and let him run, run that power forward slot. Yeah. Yep. And th- that's actually a scary team when your three is six is seven feet tall and your four is All six ten. To do is both guys can throw him a freaking you know a lob or get him get him in the post. Like they'll set him up to succeed in that manner without him having to shoot at all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, JK, what do you think? Harden moving or not? Nah? He is going to end up moving, but like I, I just think it's going to be one of those things that he's forcing his way out. But like, I don't know if any premier team is going to get him. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, uh, I don't think he's going to end up being a key piece anywhere. Right, I think so they just offload him. Someone called the Lakers. Let's do Westbrook for Harden. Let's go. 
<laughs> I would actually love to see that just to see Westbrook and Durant be on the same team again. <laughs> Westbrook and Harden, let's go switch them. <laughs> I would hate to see that because I don't want to see them in the Lakers uniform. Uh, all right, last one. This is quick. Jeremy Grant, he's also been kind of just in trade rumors where I think the Pistons are just trying to offload at this point because they're not, no, they're not going anywhere at this point. Decent player. Um, I think if the Lakers could work something out, that would be helpful for them. I mean, I so I don't understand this one, right? Because you have, you have the rookie Cade and you know, like I'm assuming you're trying to build around him, and you already have a decent piece with grant. Why not build with both of them? Grant's 27 at this point. I mean, we wait three years. He's going to be out. He's going to, I'm trying to look up his contract right now because his contract might be expiring soon and he won't stick around at that point. I think it's they're just years. throwing his name out there because they're like, if we get anything, we'll check it out, shake things up. Because towards the end, they may be part of a three-team trade or something that could help them out. But if they're like, they're not, they don't need the trade, but they're like, hey, it's coming down towards a trade deadline. We'll make it known that he's available and see if anyone bites. Yeah, I mean, it says, I'm looking at this article from the 8th, so oh, yesterday. No offers for Pistons forward have seriously progressed. I mean, he's just a really good piece to have if you're if you're trying to make a run. He's he can play defense and he can score the ball. So if I mean, it's what you need in, in the NBA, right? I just yep. I don't think anything's gonna happen with him either. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe he ends up in Portland. Who knows? Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's one. That's oh, that was reported yesterday. That's why I'm reading it. Okay. Well, happy Super Bowl weekend, guys. It'll be exciting. Um, the Warriors play the Lakers this weekend as well. I think on Saturday. Not as exciting as it probably should be. Um, and, oh, the honors, NFL honors are tomorrow on Thursday. So when this comes out on Thursday today. And that's it. Everyone will see how I was right about everything. We'll see. I hope I'm going to bet my exact 24 to 28, I think is what I said. On on for the Super Bowl and bet a million dollars on it, and it's going to hit for a billion. I'm going to be a billionaire next week. If you had a million dollars to bet, I would just come and rob you right now. Yeah, I don't have a billion dollars. A million dollars. I barely have six dollars. Um. Anyways, uh, have fun, guys. Have fun this weekend. Stay safe and make sure you subscribe. Okay, bye now.